Bouncing score. And it's Gainwell. Bouncing one. Spinning for the touchdown. Incredible balance by Gainwell. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Mike Tirico with the call last night on NBC. Eagles beat the Dolphins 31-17 and cover the spread in the process. The Eagles, one of the bets yesterday of our friend, the whale capper, Drew Densick, who apparently, like, uh, uh, he hasn't said this, I'm saying it, is on, like, one of the great NFL handicapping runs that, like, we've experienced on the show. I don't feel like he's had, like, maybe he's had, like, one losing Sunday. Maybe he hasn't. He's had no, no losing Sundays Whale-tober. the entire year. Well, it's like it's like whale season, I feel like. Well, whale season, I feel like for whales is bad because it means they're getting haunted, yeah, whale, right? Whales, whale season is like, run! Yes, whale, whale season is like, oh, yeah. like the poachers are here. It's time to go. Right. Whales get spears. poached. Spears. Get a harpoon, harpoon right? Don't yeah, I got I to gotta tell you. Right. People that hunt, I don't understand. Anyway. All right. Uh, we'll get back to our handicap of week eight in the NFL. I don't know. Coming up in about 20 minutes, uh, my thoughts on the Giants and Jets, and we'll roll through a lot of the other games. All our bets for tonight coming up in the power hour, final hour of the show. We're underway in Philadelphia, game six of the NLCS, Phils and Diamondbacks. Uh, Phillies uh, have a man on base here in the bottom of the first. We'll keep you updated if anything happens in that game. But joining us right now, the aforementioned, the red hot, I'm not just talking about his looks. He's a handsome guy. The great Drew Dinsick, uh, the whale capper, joining us here on the show. Betting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports. Co-host of the Deep Dive Podcast, along with our pal Andy Molitor. Whale has supported us since 2019. Support him. Check out his work at NBC Sports. And check out the Deep Dive Podcast. And follow him on Twitter at whale underscore capper. Whale, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. My friend, how you doing? And congratulations on another winning week in the NFL. Yeah, uh, sun running right now. Um, you take it when you can get it, and uh, it's been going good for NFL handicapping so far this season. So I'm in a great, great headspace. Um, and you know, st- there's definitely been a lot of weeks this year. And don't get me wrong, like not trying to diminish things. Very, very happy with performance. Blah blah blah. But there's been some weeks where it was like flat out luck box nonsense. <laughs> this week, I was not one of those. I had uh, like you know, pretty, pretty. Um, you know, pretty early solid read on Patriots being competitive in that game. Uh, market, co- you know, confirmation came through in, you know, in pretty emphatic uh, fashion on Sunday morning uh, as that closed, you know, well under uh, the eight and a half that I lay, you know, that I got, got earlier in the week. And then, um, you know, the Patriots winning was a little bit lucky, I suppose, but uh, that felt like a no doubter from Jump Street. And the handicap was pretty straightforward, which is the market is still rating the Bills' defense as this top 10 unit. And I don't know what else evidence you need. They are missing half of you know, the, their best player at every level. They're not a top 10 defense. I don't know what to say. Uh, the market is still rating the Chargers' offense as a top 10 offense. They're not. <laughs> like, you know, there's There's some straightforward stuff like that that's just not reflected in the current market prices. And I'm, I'm uh, you know, in, in enjoying uh, kind of being on the right side of some of these. Well, I'm curious, and the answer can be no, but we haven't really talked about the mm-hmm. Niners and the Vikings at all on the show yet. It's coming up in a few hours. If you have any thoughts on the game tonight, I think anytime people hear like a guy's on a heater, the next question is like, well, what is he like tonight? <laughs> Does he like anything tonight? Uh, Vikings, or sorry, Niners rather, back up to seven. Uh, was six and a half kind of earlier in the week. Trent Williams is out. Like McCaffrey's going to play. Told the media like feels great. Also, he had an oblique injury. I don't know, whatever. Of nine or seven, 43 and a half, 44 the total. If you had to bet tonight's game as the, the guy on a quote unquote heater, what, uh, what would you do? 
Yeah, I, I already uh, have Vikings in pocket. I didn't get the best of the price, so uh, somebody smart on the other side of this one for sure. Um, <clears throat> I think the, uh, I mean, that the Trent Williams injury matters, I think. Uh, people are diminishing the Debo Samuel injury. That matters. Um, this Vikings team uh, in the preseason was power rated as an league average team. I mean, they weren't, you know, we all kind of knew that they were a sell. Uh, just based on how lucky they got last year and just in terms of winning one-score games, fourth-quarter comebacks, all that nonsense. Like, this is very, very well-tread ground. Um, but the preseason look-ahead for this game was San Francisco minus one. You're telling me that we have now got enough information through six weeks of football to say that San Francisco is that much better than we thought preseason when they are missing their best offensive lineman and a key part of their offense in Debo Samuel? You're telling me that the Vikings are that much worse than we thought? preseason when their only substantial loss is Justin Jefferson and they have redundancy at that position to backfill. Um, and so I look at this particular matchup, I see a relatively competitive game here. Uh, I think the one kind of game breaking factor that hurts the Vikings is if Kirk Cousins is under duress early and often here, he can absolutely turn into a pumpkin. But Christian Derrissaw right now grading for me as a top three offensive tackle. Um, the uh, Their other tackle, solid as well. So I think you're going to get pretty decent protection around the edge uh, if the interior holds up against what's been a pretty solid interior pass rush for the um, Niners so far this season. I think the Vikings are going to be able to score in this one. Uh, I don't know that they pull off the outright upset, but if you're going to give me seven points on a game where you know all of our preseason information told us this should be inside of a field goal, then I'll take it. Well, maybe you're right. I would disagree with redundancy at the wide receiver position behind Justin Jefferson with like Addison, the Purple Goblin, KJ Osborne, and Brandon Powell by Justin Jefferson. Maybe the Vikings cover the spread. Uh, we'll, we'll see how they're able to move the ball, how these wide receivers He's the one look. on the heater. You to be fair to be fair he's killing it and i haven't been so god bless him you better you bet with nick and ken here on a monday we're talking the national football league maybe a little nba as well and we'd love to talk nba with our friend the whale capper drew densick drew is on twitter at whale underscore capper well we will do a little nba in this interview but mm. our our audience always loves when you give us like an early better an early strong thought that you've got on the uh, the week to come in the national football league um as it stands right now could be side or a total uh what's your current favorite look coming up for next week in the nfl uh best kind of angle i see is carolina at the three um it's gonna go to two and a half here almost across the board i would guess you have to lay a pretty decent juice on plus three which i don't love but at the same time like <clears throat> you got a new offensive coordinator or, you know a new play caller uh with offensive coordinator thomas brown who's had now two weeks to prepare for this particular game obviously houston's also coming off a bye um you know the carolina defense has been relatively unhealthy throughout the first portion of the season which has really contributed to a lot of their woes um and i don't think that there is you know uh, i don't think there's enough of a benefit uh or enough of an upgrade you can make on houston as a team and as a, a roster that they should be laying three um on the road to anyone in the nfl let alone the worst team so um that one pretty obviously stands out um <clears throat> i think the uh yeah, probably not worth taking the money line there it's probably just worth putting the points in your pocket because you know there's there's 
definitely chances for Carolina to to dink this one. But uh, that one stood out. The the Saints being dogs on the road doesn't make sense to me. Gardner Minshew is playing atrocious football right now. I know he just scored 38 points as part of a team effort against the Cleveland Browns, but his uh, performance these last two weeks has been absolute nightmare fuel if you are kind of trying to evaluate the quarterback position. Um, and now he's going up against the Saints defense that's absolutely live. I think the Saints in general have a couple of ways to get a win in this game, either in comeback mode if they're being more aggressive or uh, you know, just flat out playing from ahead, which is where it looks like they are, you know, more want to do. Um, and I think uh, just in general, the extra rest that New Orleans is getting and helping them come into this game a little bit healthier is going to matter. So uh, Saints to me stand out. And then uh, Jags also over Pittsburgh. I know Pittsburgh has been, you know, the beneficiaries of some wild voodoo so far this year, but um, not a great matchup for them against the Jacksonville team that has so many different wideouts that can really do damage down the field. Uh, I don't think realistically the pass rush can get home fast enough in this one to upset uh, Trevor Lawrence from having a pretty uh, comfortable game. And I think, you know, there was definitely growth in, with Canada and Pickett against this uh, Rams defense, particularly in the second half. I thought they played, uh, you know, their best half of football so far this season, and maybe they continue to build on that. But uh, Jacksonville's defense is, is, is definitely formidable. Um, they have pass rush pieces that I think can win, and they have uh, enough coverage that I'm not really worried about getting burned by you know Pickens and, and uh, Deontay Johnson. So um, three dogs that stand out as you know should be closer to pick them or small favorites as or you know I guess two dogs and a small favorite uh, Carolina, Jacksonville, and New Orleans all all pop for me. Interesting. Yeah, we were. This will be a discussion on Thursday like it was last Thursday. Like if you like Carolina in the game and you think they're going to beat Houston, Bryce Young is 75 to one for offensive rookie of the year right now. And he would outplay mm. Stroud probably if they were going to win. Just like maybe that award gets crazy. Like maybe maybe yeah. Stroud wins. Like whatever. Maybe he just wins. Maybe it gets crazy. I don't know. Just like an interesting wanna... thought. You want an awards hot take? You guys, I'll, I'll give it oh, to you yes, guys. Please. You, you great. You, you I, I, I want to make sure we do NBA. This for me. So how about like a yeah, 30, this, second, this, this 30 be, second awards hot take? Yeah. yeah, real quick. Right. Uh, it's a three-horse race for defensive player of the year, right? What That's if, not the hot take, right? What if the Ravens run away with the AFC North on the back of the best defensive performance uh, in football? And Roquan mm. Smith steals that award. He is currently 100 to 1, even though he is second in the league in tackles and has added another four and a half sacks and a couple picks since he has been traded to the Ravens. The Ravens are virtually in a dead heat EPA per play defense with the San Francisco 49ers in the time period that he has been a Raven. Uh, Ravens look healthy. Ravens schedule is easy enough. I think Roquan Smith can get home at 100 to one. Okay. I would say like when Roquan Smith like leaps over a line and blocks a field goal, then like, we can we can start like start doing that a little bit, but you're right. Like the price is crazy. I would also say you're gonna get me down like an awards rabbit hole. I was gonna say like it's a three player race. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't think Parsons is gonna win, so like I think it might be a two player race. Maybe it's a three player race and it's three guys in the AFC North. Maybe like that's actually yes. Big. Like it's Watt and it's, yeah, uh, and hey, if Pittsburgh falls apart, which we can all see coming, if if the Browns fall apart and the Ravens literally run away with that division uh, and their defensive t- statistics look as good as they have since Roquan Smith has been there, people are going to start talking about it. It's true. 
I'm, I, I want to do awards a lot more, but I, I actually want to do the A take <laughs> because this is the per, it's the perfect time because like the pod's going to come out tonight. The games are tomorrow night for people who want to bet win totals or preseason anything, awards, division, whatever. Um, this could be a win total whale or just like a, a future that you like, a bet that you think sure. people should make before the season starts Tuesday night in the NBA. We have a few minutes left for this. Yes, I have no idea who wins defensive player of the year in the NBA. <clears throat> uh, that could go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that one that one feels wide open. But I like three uh, three different long shots in a couple of these obscure markets. Uh, I'll start with coach of the year, which is the biggest price I think worth betting. Um, I can see a pretty clear path. Uh, you know, if, if you're going to bet coach of the year, you want a team with upside. You want a team that's going to surprise to the good with win totals. To me, that means you are shopping in the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference is substantially weaker than the Western Conference. Somebody is going to steal a fourth or fifth seed uh, in that conference who is a surprise. I think the Raptors are in the conversation for that. And I think their coach, who you may have not heard of until you are listening to this podcast, his name is Darko Ryakovic. Uh, he will be the beneficiary of the credit if the Raptors get into the mix for a four or five seed. And I think they have the talents to do it. So uh, I like him at 45 to one for coach of the year. Uh, and then uh, most improved player in six man of the, uh, of the year, the other two markets that really stand out to me and most improved. I'm going with my magic uh, looking for friends Wagner to come home at 25 to one. Uh, he's the guy that looks the closest to popping, uh, you know, first time all-star this year, if they break through and if the magic are competitive, I think he'll get some consideration. And I think he's quite good. Uh, and he is 25 to one for most improved player. Uh, he can, clearly jump from 18 points a game into the 24 25 point per game uh threshold which you need to get that consideration uh and then six man of the year i think we're going to relive a little bit of history here uh the jordan clarkson role in quinn snyder's offense is going to who this year mr bogey bogdanovich i think bogdanovich is uh, a bet on at 22 to 1 he is going to be instant offense off the bench for those guys and uh probably close so that matters uh, Ken, do you, would you like to? And this is like this is like right in your wheelhouse here. I, I was going to ask a question about like the, the, the games tomorrow, but do you have anything here in response? Uh, no, I was, yeah, I, was, I. Well, I mean, I don't want to like rip out the argument. I'll say Bogdanovich. I like totally agree on that handicap. And it, you and I were talking. Yeah. Nick uh, Nick drafted Trey Young on his fantasy team, so I think like we're like a lot of people are yeah. kind of hoping the Hawks thing is is real this year with Quinn Snyder. Obviously, he's like a really good coach. Maybe they win a ton of games. Uh, if you if you had I don't, this, I don't even want this to be a betting question. I want this to just mm -hmm. be like, a, what do you think is going to happen at the end of the year? Sure. Who do you think is, and, and like 30, 45 seconds, who yeah. do you think is going to win most valuable player? I think it's going to be Jokic, um, but I'm really? wavering on that take. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're wavering. Then, then, then it, well, well yeah. if, if you're wavering, then who are you wavering towards if it's not Jokic? And we only have 30 seconds. Uh, I've, I could see an outsider potentially like a Durant or Curry, uh, you know, so, somebody along those lines. I don't think Tatum is li as live as people think. I don't think Giannis is as live as people think. And I think Embiid is basically drawn dead. Okay. So maybe, yeah. And you kind of, Ken, you kind of said like the same thing like, where this could be like a, like a, a wacky year for NBA. Could most be a crazy player. year. Could be a crazy like SGA, year. Yeah. I don't really like him. Yeah. Like I, it's, no. it's, here's like the funny thing. It's supposed to be Luca. Like just like historically it's yes, supposed to be Luca, except they might be bad. Yeah. And then it yeah, they might be bad, and he might be bad. hurt. Yeah. He's not yeah, a good start a season. It no, may be bad. Season. He may <laughs> no, be I hurt. He, I think he practiced today, but like it's you get the idea. Like it's not a perfect setup. Yeah, and they might be bad. No, yeah. no, they well, might be bad. Well, They're five bad. seconds. What's your yeah. favorite bet for Tuesday night in the NBA? In five seconds. Uh, first half under in Suns Warriors. Second half over. Come back in with the heater. 
Yeah, I'll absolutely love it. Yeah, that was like a three-second answer. We love it. Uh, Drew is on Twitter at whale underscore capper, a betting analyst for our friends over at NBC Sports, co-host of the Deep Dive Pod, one of the best guys in the business. Absolutely, his content, absolutely worth your time. Check him out. Well, we appreciate it, brother. Wishing you the best of luck on all your bets, except for the Vikings tonight, because I'm on the other side, and we will talk to you soon. All right, good luck, guys. Always, always, always a pleasure. The great Drew Densick joining us here on You Better. You bet 2-0 Diamondbacks. We'll talk about that on the other side, and we'll get back to P-squared, B-squared in the NFL.